Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the 25th captain in franchise history. From Oakville, Ontario, number 91, John Tavares. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Lease podcast, part of the Locked On Network. I am Mike DiStefano. I am one of your co-hosts, joined by my other co-host, the Zoobs. What's going on, buddy? The undefeated Maple Leafs is what's going on, baby. Let's go. Heck yeah. Big 5-3 win last night over the Ottawa Senators. Definitely going to have to touch on that game. Uh, But first, I do want to chat about the captaincy because we finally figured it out. And I don't want to toot my own horn or pat my own back, but I called it. I got to say, from the moment you said that, and I want to say that was our first very very first episode, the first take we ever had out of the gate, the moment you said it, nothing else made sense. And you were 100% on the money, almost directly down to the call. Like, you even had the announcer voice right. You had what he would say correct. An excellent moment. I thought, uh, kudos to us. We're one for one on on picks. Yeah, one for one. Well, we also picked the win, so we're two for two. True. And and we also picked, I picked Matthew scoring 50, and I'm looking good at that, too. So <laughs> I think he's on pace for uh, just slightly over, on pace for 164 goals, so... Yeah, we're doing pretty good right there. <laughs> Freddie the Goat also on pace for an 82-goal season. How about that? But we'll, we'll touch on that in a little bit. I do want to kind of put a little bow on this captaincy thing. I know we've talked about it kind of all week. But now mm-hmm. that we finally do know that John Tavares is the captain, he was named captain, and uh, just what are your thoughts on it? I thought, you know what? I, I, I think he's the right choice. I, I know we've been over this a couple times uh, about – what they say they're looking for in a captain, and I and I think with a young team, as much sense as it makes to just pick Matthews and your and your best player, I think he really is the guy that they want their young players to turn into. They would be very happy if all these young guys turned into a John Tavares, who who is put the work first and and lead by example, and then don't say a lot and and really understand what it means to be the captain of the Maple Leafs in both the public eye and in the locker room. Uh, I think he's a great pick. I think my only thing is I don't know that it was a great the, like the way they did it was a cool moment, but it really seemed to serve as a distraction and something that is sort of a running theme with his team for about as long as I can remember is when a big thing happens, they come out of the gate really bad and they the first ten minutes last night was really really discombobulated, but obviously they're better than Ottawa and they pulled up together. But I think it was a little bit more of a distraction than it had to be. But I think everyone is glad that it is over now, and it is the right pick, as far as I'm concerned. If uh, if you didn't see it, I'm sure you did, but for those who are listening didn't see the video that the Maple Leafs ended up sending out yesterday after they had named the captain on kind of, it's like a quick five-minute video about you know how they named him captain in the moment, and they kind of captured it. What they did was, was just adorable, essentially. They called in uh, his newborn son and his wife. I think he's three weeks old, his son is. And um, essentially, they just they put a, cap, a John Tavares jersey on his son with the captaincy on it. And then they called him in for logistics, they say. And uh, <laughs> he comes into the office just to sit and have a quick chat with Kyle Dubas. And then when Doobie... Walks him into the office. The first thing he sees when he steps through the front door is his baby, his newborn son, being held by his beautiful wife. And it's got a Maple Leafs jersey with the Captain CC on his Tavares jersey. And it, I thought it was just a touching moment. Like, I almost shed a tear. I thought that was 
just such a cool way to do it. And the way that Dubas came out and says, like, look, John, we don't just because you have the C on your chest doesn't mean you need to act any different. You have the C in your chest because of the way that you act. Don't change. Be yourself. You are Captain Material. And he is like that is he is the exact like carbon copy of what I would want a captain to be the way that he he goes about his business on the ice and off the ice. I thought it was a, a tremendous pick. Yeah, and, and I think what we're seeing from the sort of the Shanahan era Maple Leafs is they're really good at stuff like that. Like it would be so easy to just have him come in and surprise him and film that, but to think of involving his family and involving his son and really making that connection and letting fans see sort of who John Tavares is because he's a quiet guy that isn't in the public eye and that makes these little moments uh, that much more meaningful. So I thought really a good sign of, of where this organization is and where the priorities lie uh, and also super glad that it is behind us because we are we are saying <laughs> as much as we could possibly say about it. I uh, I really think it was a beautiful moment. Agreed with you. Uh, you know, emotional stuff it got me on the verge of tears. I think really, really cool and and the right choice at the end of the day. Something that I found interesting too that kind of went along with this. We were talking about how we weren't exactly sure how they were going to have this press conference, whether it was going to be post game, the next day, whatever. They ended up doing the press conference in between the first and second period in the intermission. Kind of an odd time for a press conference, but I guess all the media is already there, so why not? Like, it's opening night. No one's missing opening night. What, are you crazy? Everybody in Toronto was there anyways. Uh, Did you have any thoughts that you pulled away from that press conference there? I I think the timing of it is a sneaky way to not have it distract the players because it was already like morning skate was every basically every player got asked about the captaincy even though we knew we weren't going to get an answer it was a way to to have had the players not have to deal with talking about that until after the game I think that was a little strategic and a little sneaky Um, you know the thing that I found a little interesting was the idea of the rotating alternate captains Uh, right I think I know Morgan Riley has earned being alternate captain uh, full-time, and I, I couldn't agree more. I think he's the guy that we talked about. He sort of leads by example for the young guys. He team seems to be doesn't need a, a, the steed to be that leader for that generation of guys. And then Marner and Matthews are going to rotate on it, and that's interesting to me. Uh, no A last night for Matthews. I think that's sort of a it's, you're going to have to re-earn this, but... Um, I think that's interesting to have that rotation and to to have that be the management's discretion. It'll be not a huge deal, obviously, night to night. I don't expect it to change the way those guys play at all, but just sort of an interesting sign that they are planning on moving that responsibility around to those young guys in that generation and, and, and let them sort out who's going to be the leader for themselves, more or less. Definitely, and it, he also did mention that there are going to be others in the locker room that are going to be leaders for this club. I think he noted Zach Hyman, Jake Muzzin, and Freddie Anderson are also going to take part in some of the meetings that they have as part of their leadership group. So it's really just going to be a big collective unit, uh, and it really seems to be kind of the way that they do things in 2019 anyways, I feel, at the NHL. And I think that's why you look around the league, so many teams were without a captain coming into the season. And I know mm-hmm. that, you know, even Vancouver, they're naming their captain next week at their home opener, kind of doing the same, you know, same little shebang. Um, <laughs> but it, it, but last year they did the same thing. They rolled with a bunch of alternates, the least last three years. 
rolling with a bunch of alternates. It's just a big collective group. And uh, this day and age, like when you have so many young, skilled players that you have that you're going to have for a long time, just because of the way that the CBA works and they're they're just RFAs. You know, you want to make them feel included and make them feel like they're important to the team by giving them that alternate captaincy because they are the stars of the team nowadays. It's not like you have, you know, the the 30-year-old McGillneys or the the, the 32-year-old Sundeans or the, the, you know, the Gary Roberts, the Neuendijks, the Brian Leaches that are coming to your team and being, you know, the the core, I guess, like we had back in the the mid-to-early, I guess, early 2000s when they were... That was your leadership group. Now it's younger, and they're here for a long time. So you you kind of, when it came to, like, I was a little bit surprised to see that Marner was given the A. I don't think, because it was always down to those final three between Matthews, Riley, and Tavares, I figured, okay, one's going to get the C, the other two are going to get the A's. And then when they called out all the players, and I didn't hear, they skipped over 16, I was like, huh. So it looks like. They're going to give Marner an A, and he's going to be alternating with somebody. That's fascinating. Yes. Well, I mean, he has led the team in scoring the last two years. As much as as much as much all, all those things you said are true, he, he has played a major part in the offense. So I see it. I do see your point as well, and I think that logic you point out there is part of what turns Tavares into the logical pick because he's somebody that chose to come here. He's somebody that sacrificed to come here. He's somebody that... that could have really been anywhere and been a leader anywhere and and he decided to do this so I think that very thing about young players and RFAs and and the uncertainty I think that is a big part of what went into Tavares being the C and to that same logic as you said the guys they picked as alternates being named alternates all right Zoobs I think we've uh we put a nice little bow on this and we can tuck it to bed and hopefully not have to talk about the captaincy for a long long time from here on thank goodness Thank goodness. (laughs) Uh, Coming up on the other side, we will finally get to chat about real hockey and chat about the game and what we saw last night, what we thought uh, went well, what didn't go well, and we'll chat about that in a sec. All right, folks, welcome back to Locked On Leafs here. Last night, Leafs with a big 5-3 win. Matthews a couple of goals. The new new guys played really well, I thought. Uh, Zoobs. What were your overall impressions of the game last night? I will say that it, it maybe it's a little bit hard sometimes to like they're supposed to beat the Senators, so that was that was not surprising. What I really, really, really loved last night was Tyson Barry. I came away from last night saying, you know, there was talk that Barry Gardner was a lateral move. I don't think that's the case. I think Tyson Barry does things that that few defensemen in the league can do, the spin down the half boards, the toe drags oh. at the line. He is really a nice fit. The Barry-Muzzin uh, pairing to me last night stood out. I think I think Muzzin looked as comfortable as he ever has on this team. I think that the coming into the season and starting off in the franchise and not being thrown in halfway, I think really is going to go a long way for him. I mean, Barry had six shots on goal. Looked so comfortable. Looked uh, gutsy, making great plays, directly responsible for a pair of goals. Uh, really happy with Barry, and and how could you not be happy with Austin Matthews on, on the on the one timer side on the power play? Oh baby! Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Like Matthews, just he's Mister Game One. He's Mister Opening Night. Like I tweeted this last night: death, taxes, Austin Matthews scoring on opening night. 
That's mm-hmm. like he just I don't know what it is. You remember his, his his rookie season, first ever game, same thing against the Ottawa Senators, four goals, no big deal. Mm-hmm. Like, like all he does is score. He comes up so big in these moments. He's Mr. Game One, Game One of eighty two, mind you. I'd rather him be Game One in the playoffs, but I digress. <laughs> um, but no, like fantastic game out of these out of the Maple Leafs. What I really liked about last night's game is the fact that. You know, we kind of touched on it a, a little bit, how they came out flat-footed after the captain ceremony. It seemed like the building was rocking, and they just got off to a bit of a slow start, 25 seconds in. Brady Kachuk opening the scoring on this new NHL season, and just like that, the Leafs found themselves in a down in a one nothing hole just 25 seconds into a game, and it was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> after all that, it was the building was just rocking. You finally named your captain, and everyone was getting ready to go, and then they gave up a goal just that early into a game, and it really could have been a demoralizing goal, but the Leafs seemed to just shrug it off, and and they battled back. Um, The biggest takeaway for me was that second period, and that was the big difference. Big time. Uh, In the second period, I think it was the Leafs outshot Ottawa 17-3. Was it 17-3 or 17-4? One of the two. I think it was three, yeah. 17-3 in the second period. <clears throat> and that's really where they found all their goals, and it was just kind of a back-and-forth period. Um, and that was that was just a, a really, a really uh, called a turning point, I guess, was when that goal was overturned. The offsides goal from Ron Hainsey was overturned, and then not even, like, minutes later, Matthews goes and, and gets a nice feed from Nylander and puts them back up, puts the Leafs up 3-2. I thought that was the turning point, and they really just didn't, back down from there another player that impressed me a lot Ilya Mikheyev mm-hmm. um I thought that he was fantastic not only on five on five but also killing penalties had a couple of points scored his first goal in the NHL um I thought that he was great and and for a guy who we weren't exactly sure about just because he had never played in the NHL coming over from Europe from Russia you know sometimes these these players that come over from Europe because of the different ice surface they may look like studs and superstars when they're in their home rink, but then they get to the NHL and it just doesn't work for them. They can't, they can't, um, like the game just doesn't translate as well. But it looks like Mikheyev is young enough and looks like he's smart enough, quick enough, and skilled enough that he might be a good find and a good fit there on that third line, creating some good depth. I, I really liked him. He was a big reason for me of why I thought that the Leafs uh, were able to put that game away last night. Yeah, I think line three, you nailed it. I mean, Trevor Moore scored, Ilya Mikhaev scored. Uh, I think that's a nice... We know the top six guys are going to get it done. We know that uh, to have that sort of secondary wave of of guys that can... I mean, we're not going to rely on them night in, night out to score every single game, but having that punch and and having those guys just play hard shifts and and play well, I think is going to go a long way this year and, and is going to have to be what carries them through sort of the middle section of the games uh couldn't agree more on Mikhaev came into the came into the season expecting um not sure what to expect from him but he really impressed me in preseason and kept it going and most importantly I'm sure you saw this post game pointed out that he's surprised we don't eat more soup in Canada which is a take and you love to hear a strong take from a rookie hold on I did not I did not see that what happened <laughs> you did not see that oh man no. he, he this is important. This is very important. <laughs> yes, Mike. let's talk about this. Soup. Well, he, 
Yes. They were talking to him about, you know, uh, getting comfortable and getting acclimated and, and sort of surprises and, and living in Canada and making that jump, as you said. And his big takeaway was that he thought there would be more soup in Canada. Um, <laughs> which is, listen, that's it, it opens up a discussion about whether soup is overrated, where soup's sort of places on the hierarchy of foods. Uh, I had had soup for lunch that very day, so I was on board with Elia. I'm, I'm there. Uh, I'm a soup guy. Are you a soup guy? I am. I'm a big soup guy. There's a, there's a spot. I'm from, I grew up in Niagara Falls, and there's a spot right down the street from my house. 24 hours. Uh, they have the best wonton soup I've ever had in my life. And like I said, after the bar, you get there mm. around 2.30, 3 o'clock, Maybe that's why it's the best I've ever had, but yeah. I'm just saying it is delicious. Big soup guy grew up on soup. Love it. That's so funny. I, I never, I get, it's something I never thought about, I guess. There not being enough soup here in Canada, people not eating soup, but sure. Maybe it's, well, it's, I, maybe, it's a little uh, seasonal. It's a maybe little he seasonal. Can, maybe he can get uh, a sponsorship out of Campbell's. Can't be hard. Can't be, can't be far behind. Uh, it, you know, it's a seasonal food. Fall is a great soup time of year. You get butternut squash is a great soup. Uh, I mean, I had chicken tortilla soup yesterday. Um, you really can't go wrong. Uh, so I, I expect big things from Mikhaev now, not just as a third liner and as a guy who brings size and skill, but as a guy who we can now count on to give us a good interview and to give us, uh, you know, there's been talk that, it can be tough to that language barrier, and he's still learning English. But coming out of the gate in your first post game and dropping the "Why don't we drink? Why don't we eat more soup?" Uh, is as good as it gets off the top. It's a good first impression. I do agree. Maybe he'll be the new Ilya Brizgalov of interviews. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? Uh, one other thing that I do want to touch on that that impressed me in in the game, and really, I just kind of want to talk about the people that impressed me based on the fact that it's game one so yes. i just want to see how people are playing how the team is meshing and somebody i thought who i i had said this before he needs to get off to a good start because of last season william nylander i thought yeah. looked amazing last night uh yes. the speed that he showed on not only there was that breakaway early in the second period where he just blew by thomas shabbat it's not like shabbat's a schlep either He's a really good quality defenseman, up-and-coming defender. And uh, then there was also that two-on-one with Austin Matthews where he just put it on a tee for him, cross-ice speed, and Matthews put it into the back of the net. And it just, I'm so happy that Nylander is finally getting the minutes and the, the, the partner that he deserves in being able to play up on the top line with Austin Matthews. Like, this is a guy who has so much skill and the fact that Babcock last season was just toying with him up and down the lineup, put him on the third line, fourth line, and just not giving him a chance to succeed. And then having a good offseason, good preseason, and he earned himself a spot on the top line, and he played fantastic, and I really love to see it. Yeah, he looks ready to go. That The sauce on Matthew's first goal was, was gorgeous. He looks ready to go. Uh, I'm excited about a full year of William Nylander. No question. All right, uh, we're going to chat. We're not going to go. It's it, Usually it's the good, the bad, and the ugly. But you know what? We're going to switch it up a little bit because it was a win. So we're going to mm-hmm. talk about the good, the better, and the best we saw from last night. And we'll do that in just a moment. 
And welcome back to the Locked On Leafs podcast. Just a reminder, this is your daily Leafs podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can find us on all podcast streaming platforms now. Just look look for Locked On Podcast. You can also tell your smart speaker, just say, hey, smart speaker, play Locked On Podcast. Uh, okay, let's chat about last night's game. Let's talk about what was good, what was better, and what was the best part about last night. You have the floor. I, I'm going to go good. I'm going to go with, we mentioned this a little bit, but line three, I think. I think, you know, Ilya Mikhaev really, as we mentioned, it's going to be the Ilya Mikhaev show, obviously. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he, he looked absolutely like he belonged. Uh, he's got he's got everything you need out of a, of a third line guy. Um, we saw we saw Trevor Moore find the score sheet. I thought Kerfoot played well, so I think that is going to be an important line for continuing to drive play and continuing to when the when the top two lines are firing and and they need a, just a, a breather. Uh, anything they can provide, not a night to night basis, is going to go a long way. And I really think. Uh, it was a great start for them. I'm I'm, I'm glad to see, uh, you know, the way they played and, and the way they held their own. It's not always going to be against the Senators, so I understand that they, you know, it's it's a more favorable matchup for them last night than it probably will be. But you know, scoring at the highest level is scoring at the high, highest level, and uh, I was very pleased with line three last night. Uh, I as well. For me, the good, very similar to you, as you call it, line three. I'm going to say the new players. I thought that the new players looked really good, whether it was Mikhaev or we saw Dimitro Timoshov had himself a decent game. Rasmus Sandin, we didn't even talk about him. I thought that he played pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I thought that he was pretty good in, in his limited ice time. Uh, he, I think he ended up getting his first, uh, he got an assist for his first career he did. point which was nice to see. So I thought Sandine played really good as well. Um, who else was out there that played? Well, obviously Tyson Berry, who we spoke about a lot earlier in the podcast. But just the new guys. I thought the newbies played really well. Uh, and they showed up in their first game in front of their home fans. Absolutely. What was better on the night? Better. Uh, man, we talked about it a little bit, but... William Nylander, Mitch Marner, the hands, the, Tyson Berry, I think what was better for me last night was some of the assists. There were just some absolute friggin' beauty assists last night. Like, of the of the five goals, uh, other than, you know, Freddie the Goat on his butt in front of the net, I think mostly really nice passing. Uh, Tyson Berry's assist was gorgeous. William Nylander's sauce was absolutely perfect. And Mitch Marner, I mean... Thank God we are not debating money. We are not talking about RFAs or cap room. That play to make a quick a quick little back and forth move and then throw it basically behind his back without looking and have it on a tee for Austin Matthews and the one timer on the power play. That is oh yes. That is exactly what you pray for <laughs> when 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 this happens and I was just, you know, that is the stuff that is so so sweet and so so good. I thought I thought Marner and Nylander and Barry especially just just the passing last night, the 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 assists, the highlights. It felt so good. It was great. Like this team is just so skilled, and everyone's like, "Well, where they need grit. They're gonna where are they gonna fight? They don't need to fight because they're just no. gonna score. That's it. That's how they're gonna show their fight." 
and that they won't be messed around with because if you try to fight us, take a penalty, you try and get physical and take a penalty, we're going to score on you. Don't you worry. We have all the skill in the world to do that. All right, for me, the better, I'm going on the other side of the ice, actually, and it's kind of it's kind of just, I just thought it was funny, and it was great, but Scott Sabrin ended up yes. scoring a goal for the Ottawa Senators, yes. and for those wondering who the heck is Scott Sabrin, it was the guy that Austin Matthews made famous the, when he did the gif, where he's looking at the back of the jersey, I'm sorry, who are you, in the preseason game, and uh, great story, like he's an Ottawa kid, he's 27 years old, and he was just in on a tryout basis, and he ended up making a name for himself. I think Austin Matthews ended up helping towards that, to be quite honest with you. But, mm-hmm. you know, regardless, he ended up uh, playing pretty well, I guess. Earned himself uh, an NHL contract from the team, and they inserted him into the lineup on opening night. And how do they? How does he repay them? By scoring a goal, his first goal in the NHL. And what I thought was hilarious was as soon as he scored that goal, the camera panned right, like after the celebration, panned right to Matthews. Matthews to see if he would make a reaction there was no reaction unfortunately but no I thought that was that that was a good moment I know it was against the Leafs and it was it was for for Ottawa but I still thought that it was it was great you know just the whole story and then for him to score uh, on on opening night in his first ever NHL game I thought it was fantastic so I thought I'd give him a little shout out and that's my that's my better strongly strongly agreed and I think the the greatest capper to that is Matthews immediately scoring twice. Yes. <laughs> you have to. You have to. <laughs> I never thought of it that way, but that's pretty much essentially what happened. <laughs> oh, man. Austin Matthews. And does that lead to your great? What else could be great than Austin Matthews? Oh, man. The, like, it's silly. Just the, It's just silly. Like, his, his ability to finish his shot... Uh, that one-timer on the pass from Marner is, like, that's absurd. Oh. To, to get that under the bar, like, just ripping it. I, I am so excited about a full year, 50 goals. Like, you know, we, we were on this show, we did our over-unders, and I was very effusive. And I said, I think 50, I think Richard. And then we stopped recording, and I said, did I go a step too far? Did I overdo that? And now I feel as confident as ever, that Austin Matthews is on the verge of an excellent year. He doesn't have to worry about the captaincy. He doesn't have to worry about anything else but scoring goals and staying healthy. Uh, I thought he looked every bit of a generational talent of a franchise player. I thought he was excellent last night, and I think he does things. The puck comes off his stick unlike basically anybody else in the league. When he has even a little bit of time and a little bit of space, it is just silly how that puck comes off a stick so austin matthews is the great i think that's no surprise no definitely no surprise and i would agree with you if something a little bit earlier in that game i guess it was before the game didn't happen and that was the john Tavares getting the captaincy uh, I know we said that we were done talking about him putting it to bed, <laughs> but now I'm going to bring it back for just a second here just because, you know, I guess I've, I already said everything that I want to say about it earlier, but I just thought it was a great moment. You know, the fans really seemed to enjoy how it was done. I enjoyed how it was done, uh, and I bet, you know, John Tavares being a Toronto kid from Oakville, the fact that he was able to skate out onto the ice in the home opener, season opener, uh, hearing, you know, John Tavares from Oakville, Ontario, 
Or I guess from Oakville, Ontario, number 91, John Tavares, and then skate out with the C on his chest and have everybody cheering for him, including his teammates, the guys who he beat out for the captaincy, everyone grinning from ear to ear, just super stoked for the guy. Um, and I thought it was just a, a great, great moment, hence why it was my great. Great pick. And, I, and, I, and I, here's hoping that that is you know, a sign of the times, uh, a, a beginning of a really special season. It, it certainly is easy to project it that way and to feel that way going forward. So uh, no argument here. Some, some great moments to pick from. Some great greats, if you will. Yes. And hopefully we'll have a lot more great moments going forward this season. But that is going to do it for us here today. Thank you for listening to the show. Tomorrow we'll be back, and uh, it's going to be it's game day again tomorrow. We got Double Columbus. Preview. Yeah, so we got Columbus tomorrow, so we'll be chatting about that. Might chat some other stuff, but we'll definitely have to uh, tee up that game for you guys. But that's going to do it for us here today. Thank you for listening to the show. Go ahead, follow us on all the social media. At uh, Mickey underscore Canuck is mine. At the underscore Zoobs is the Zoobs. And then also follow the show at Locked on Leafs. And please, 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 please go ahead. And if you liked what you heard, go ahead, hit subscribe. Uh, we will be bringing you daily Leafs coverage, Leafs content every day of the week. Uh, and then if you can, leave a rating, write a comment. That would be fantastic. Thank you, and we will see you guys again tomorrow. But till then, keep it locked right here on Locked on Leafs.